With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. who's called Mal Evans. He was on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, Biden administration officials should stop chasing after their Chinese communist counterparts like love-struck teenagers. It's embarrassing and it's pathetic. In fact, it projects weakness to China. It encourages them to do things like buzz our aircraft or come within a few hundred yards of our ships. It encourages them to send, send spy balloons floating all across America. All three of those things have happened, two of them in the last few days. I don't know if you've seen the video of that Chinese warship going right in front of one of our ships, and we had to slow down to avoid collision. They said, yeah, you better stay out of our waters, is what they said. Uh, the Chinese did. And uh, what the heck is, what are they What are they up to? What's their goal? That and the Ukraine situation as well. Uh, a couple of topics to discuss with military analyst Mike Lyons, served in the United States military all over the world and is now uh, on CNN, among other places. Mike, uh, great to talk to you. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. Great to be with you. What so is their goal? What, yeah, what are they trying to accomplish by constantly jabbing us in the chest? The Chinese. Um, well, first yeah. of all, they don't believe that the water between um, China and Taiwan is international. They believe it's theirs. And so they've not signed up to that treaty. So they think any time the United States drives a, a destroyer with a frigate from uh, Canada, actually, it's two ships traveling together. So they're on deployment. They're fully stocked. That, that, that warship is fully loaded with you know, cruise missiles, the whole thing. Um, yeah, they don't, they don't believe that that's their international water, and so this is their way of, of trying to make that point. Now, the rest of the world does, thinks that it's international water. And what they did was, you know, they did kind of a serpentine in front of a warship going, you know, 10 to 15 knots that had to slow down, that had to alter its course. So not abiding by the rules of the, of the sea and all those things that go with it. Um, you know, it's their way of sending a message. I mean, there's no other way to put it, but it's just a really dumb thing because this is, you know, how wars start and how bad things happen in that part of the world. Well, do we keep, if they do it again, do we keep slowing down or what, what, how do we react? 
Yeah, it's a game of chicken. I don't think we're going to knock into. Uh, we're going to. We're not going to hit another ship on purpose. I don't. I don't see that. That would not be. That'd be a catastrophe in in that region, given what what you know the the environmental impact alone of what would happen there. Uh, potentially, you know, two warships sinking. I can't, yeah, can't imagine that happening. So we're going to just we'll, we'll monitor, watch the situation. Uh, you know, the Navy now has taken tremendous precautions in that part of the world when it comes to not hitting other ships, right, from the Fitzgerald and the McCain. Mm-hmm took place a couple years ago, right? So, you know, there's people on the watch, there's people, there's radar, there's all kinds of signals that are going out there. I, I personally think what we're going to do is send more ships. We're going we're gonna to have more uh, uh, things go in there and have planes and have other things that are going to um, support them because what they're doing is keeping a shipping lane open, uh, supporting our allies that are there. So we're not, we're not going to back down, I think, at all. So let's turn to Ukraine, Mike. Uh, the attacks have intensified. Is this the beginning of the counteroffensive? What's your uh, take on the situation? Yeah, I know. I'm the only guy in the world saying this is not a counteroffensive. I, I mean, I, what, I can't even figure out the definition of a counteroffensive is anymore. So a counteroffensive in history is the Battle of the Bulge on both sides. The Germans take 30 divisions and they go one direction, and the United States takes a counteroffensive and goes in the other direction. Um, the, the President Zelensky admits to the Wall Street Journal that they don't even control the airspace in the forward areas. I don't know how in the world they think they're going to have any kind of successful counteroffensive. Not all the Abrams tanks are there. There isn't bridging equipment that's there. There's not a F-16 in sight that's going to show up at least for 12 to 18 months. So, so the messaging is kind of weird. And then on the other side, you got the Ministry of Defense now releasing this Twitter feed about keeping the plan silent. Well, you got your president talking about the counteroffensive is going to start, and you have the the soldiers on the ground saying to be quiet. So the, the messaging is way off when it comes to what actually is going on right there. I, I, it, and then this morning you have the Russians say that they defeated a Ukraine offensive operation in Donetsk, exactly where the counteroffensive could take place, um, and they, they wiped out a bunch of Ukrainian soldiers. So I, I'm not sure what's going on. I can tell you this. There's not a counteroffensive going on based on my definition of counteroffensive, which is a large number of troops with a lot of equipment that's going to do an offensive operation that's going to you know matter it's going to mean something that's not happening anytime in ukraine anytime soon well the washington post i think it was had a big story yesterday about how nato has been training all these ukrainian troops in the latest Mm -hmm. greatest tactics we have on uh, a lot of the best weapons that we've given them and all that sort of stuff and they're yeah ready to go with a modern american like attack you don't Mm -hmm. think so or what yeah, but the, the the equipment's not there yet. The, the tank crews are still in Grafenvir. They're still training. Uh, they don't. They won't see M1 tanks. They won't see the Abrams tanks. They're saying for 12 weeks. Uh, you know, not, and again, until that level of equipment shows up, that level of survivability, and they're, they're only sending 30. They need 400 uh, to, to, in order to. To, to, to make any kind of impact, um, unless they've got other information I don't have. So, like, for example, again, we've talked about this area in the south. Staying on the right side of the, of the Dnieper River, if they can, they can navigate that, maybe they think they're going to get twenty or 30,000 Russian soldiers to surrender. I don't, I don't know. But, and turn around and threaten Crimea. But, but there doesn't appear to be the material in the region in order to conduct the counteroffensive, considering the fact that Russia's been digging in in some of those areas since 2014. That, the, the Donetsk, for example, that has been Russia-controlled since 2014. It's not like they've just shown up there, and they've, they've been planning the defense there for the last almost eight years. Wow, that is so interesting. So obviously, you know, the cavalry and the, the, the foot soldiers and, and artillery just isn't going to cut it, you're saying. No, no, no. It's got to be a combined arms 
force. Uh, you've got to control the air, have some assets coming from the air. You bring artillery, you bring uh, infantry fighting vehicles, M1 tanks for shock effect, um, ha- have bridging equipment. There, there's, you know, they have the home field advantage. They know where the obstacles are. That's, that's why I think Russia got backed up in Bakhmut because they didn't, they didn't, couldn't cross basic rivers and they couldn't navigate basic obstacles there um but but uh you gotta have all that stuff in order to move quickly which is the definition of a counteroffensive. So which again i i don't know the definition what the ukraine government is using for a counteroffensive because if they think that that's a counteroffensive, what they're doing right now it's just it's they're going to still using my favorite term wallow in novocaine they're not going to move anywhere they're not going to get off the snide one bit well so i i i've been thinking about it like um I remember when the Iraq war was going to start and they were talking about shock and awe and leading up to it, there'd be a little thing here or there in various places in Iraq and the media would say, was that the beginning of shock and awe? And they'd say, no, when it starts, you'll know. And I was kind of thinking that this giant counteroffensive will be like that. When it starts, we'll know, but you're, you're not certain that that's the way it's going to roll out. No, I, I don't know what they don't have the baton to start it with. They don't have the they don't have the mass of of weaponry to start it like that. They just again, it's just not there. So what, unless it's something else, I don't know what it could be. There's no other way unless they're just saying yep, the counteroffensive is started. Okay, let's see it. But the, all they do then is set themselves up for failure because they really are poking the bear here. I mean, you use that term, right? That they it just makes no sense. For them to say that on any level until it's actually going to start. Interesting. Military analyst Mike Alliance. Mike, thanks so much for the perspective. Good to talk to you. Great guy. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joe Biden continues to say they've got everything they need for the counteroffensive, which. Wait a Well, come on. Uh, New York Times fighting is raging at several points on the front line. Russian and U.S. officials say like right at Ukrainian this moment? forces stepped up artillery strikes. Yeah. Yeah. Right at the moment. So maybe it's has started like today, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, to Mike's point, you can't fight street by street for a yard at a time indefinitely. I mean, it's just way too expensive in lives mm-hmm. and equipment. They just don't have that many guys. Yeah, Zelensky with a chilling quote to the Wall Street Journal. He did sat down with the Wall Street Journal and did an interview over the weekend in which he said, um, I'm preparing our country. A lot of Ukrainian lives are going to be lost with this counteroffensive. That's rough. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. uh, uh, what, what does he mean by a lot? Because there have been a lot already just with the regular whatever's been going on. Yeah, I, I got to admit, I'm mystified, and having talked to uh, Mike, I'm more mystified than I was before. Um, is it just going to, you know, I, I was tempted to bring up, well, Mike, you're talking about a couple of crappy armies. Is this what it looks like staging a counteroffensive when you're, like, not a great power? Mm. And I don't mean the, the Ukrainians are absolutely not crappy in many ways, but, you know, in terms of uh, equipment, certainly, and, and capabilities, they're not great. Maybe this is just kind of the best they can muster, but who knows? Coming up, more fascinating uh, statistics on shark attacks. Well, the shark attacks, how about bison attacks in the news? Have you been following that story? Are you following the bison attack story there in Yellowstone? I can't understand why this continues to be a thing. So moronic (laughs) park visitors, freaking morons, like the dumbest people you know. Like, how yeah, do they, they don't know how to protect themselves? How do they wipe themselves and tie their shoes, oh, dumb? Boy. 
walking up and petting buffalo, and then if the buffalo like gives him a nod and walks him down, knocks him down, becomes some sort of news story about dangerous wildlife. No, it's a story about freaking morons going on vacation. <laughs> that's what it is. It's a moron story today in moron news. That's what they should be saying. Brought to you by the Charles Darwin Network. <laughs> All you're thinning the herd needs since 1840. I just look it up at the news. I've seen this video now a hundred times in the last three days of some young, looks like Asian tourist girl petting a buffalo on the head, and it kind of lifts its head and knocks her down, and she runs off. Dangerous wildlife. Park rangers saying you're not a good idea for blah. Who's that for? Don't stick your fingers in light sockets either, you freaking moron. Oh, very harsh, very don't, harsh. Don't sleep our, on our... train tracks. What other warnings do we need for these people? You're not helping tourism. <laughs> There's a thousand-pound beast with uh, sharp horns. Go pet it. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? Is that, wild animal. Is that it, you think? They don't want to offend the tourists by saying, don't be so freaking stupid. In fact, I'm not going to waste my breath. Go ahead. Get mauled by a bison. I don't care. <laughs> That's what I would say if I was the park ranger. Wow. If I am ever president, you are my my secretary of the interior. (laughs) You will be running the national parks. (laughs) Anyway, a lot more on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man, it's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue. Here, there and everywhere. 
Listen to Season 2 of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Denver does have a timeout, but they're not using it. Four seconds. Murray, step back. Three pointers. One goal. Fight for the rebound. Martin. And it's over. The Miami Heat have tied the NBA Finals. What a comeback here on the road for the Heat. And it's one apiece. I'd say what a comeback, man. I'd have bet money that Denver was going to roll. Now it's uh, the, the Heat actually took one of two. Uh, they've stolen home court, as they say in sports, which I've never quite understood. But uh, anyway. There we go. It's 1-1 in the NBA Finals. If you care, you're watching it. If you don't, you're not. Might get to this headline later. Chat GPT took their jobs. Now they walk dogs and fix air conditioners. Uh, walking dogs is not the best career. Fixing air conditioners is a perfectly fine career, so I don't know why you throw that in like something awful has happened to you. But, um, yeah, Chat GPT already taking jobs. Will it be the giant disruptor or not? Who knows? More on that later. Uh, should I? Why is Joe's microphone? I hear him, but I. Uh, Hello, hey, there, hey, check one, check one, two, three. I can just talk to you off mic if you want. But hey, okay. how you doing? <laughs> uh, Do you hear about that that case? Those lawyers are in trouble because they use Chat GPT to prepare their uh, their legal arguments, and Chat GPT made up like half a dozen cases. Yeah. So what's that called again? It's got that name. Uh, hallucinations or. Manscaping? No, that's something different. Ghosting? No, but as <laughs> as the court established in McGillicuddy versus Freen, uh, there's no right to free speech on Sundays. <laughs> and the opposing counsel looked at this and said, I've never heard of McGillicuddy versus Freen. They looked it up and it doesn't exist. Katie Hansen, do either one of you remember what that's called? That that phenomenon? Hallucinations. Hallucinations, yeah. So wh- what I remember I was... I just said that. Oh, you did? Yes. It's funny. I was trying to think of it and didn't. Anyway. My um, God, man. <laughs> hallucinations. I remember the thing that's most interesting about it is they don't know why it happens or right. if it can ever be fixed. It's a big if among yeah. AI experts of whether or not that can ever be taken out of the system to where if you ask chat GPT to write you a paper about Napoleon, that it might just make some S up. Right. And then Napoleon set a record for surfing in France and was elected king. <laughs> That's so weird. It is. Well, ChatGPT is a blesser, clearly. Just and, make stuff up. And, well, have they decided yet how they're, the, the, the judge decide how they're going to handle it? Because they realized that the people using ChatGPT for the legal argument didn't do it on purpose. So they're not going to be hit with any sort of... You know, contempt of court or illegal lawyering or whatever you would call it. If you, you know, if I made up stuff on my own to try to BS a court, I've committed a crime. But they weren't sure how to handle it since the lawyers involved didn't know it. They didn't knowingly do this. Chat GPT just lied to them. Yeah, I'm looking when this is dated. Uh, this story's dated a couple of days ago. So, yeah, I don't know the update. It's kind of a funny one, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. And furthermore, in U.S. versus a uh, <laughs> horse knuckle, <laughs> the court held that uh, dogs have no right to wear pants. I mean, <laughs> what? But so I, I just feel like this is like an underreported part of the whole chat, the uh, artificial intelligence thing, this hallucination thing. Because if they can't fix the problem, the chat GPT is not going to take over the world. AI is not going to take over the world if they can't fix the problem of every of randomly it just makes crap up. 
Right. Although I would just say we're still in the trying it on phase. And, you know, obviously lawyers need to go ahead and read through what they've uh, had the thing spit out to make sure it's true. Or, you know, a doctor still has to go over the uh, here's your treatment plan. Number one, put some leeches on yourself. Wait a minute. How did they come up with that? So it still needs a human checker, but it eliminates a lot of the grunt work, I guess Mm. they would say. I'm, you know, I'm assuming they'll figure out a way to fix this. Uh, how much time do I get there, Hanson? A minute. Uh, is that long enough? I don't know. Everybody yeah. I know has a singeing their hair off story from lighting something on fire. Mm. You do, don't you? I do, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I, when I soaked an old Christmas tree in gasoline, that was one. I didn't until Saturday night. When I was uh, renting this uh, Airbnb type of house and they had a grill and we were going to make some burgers and all that sort of stuff. Omaha Steaks, don't you know? We endorse them. Fantastic. But uh, anyway, I couldn't get the grill to light with their little clicker thing to, to ignite the grill. And then, and then there was one of those handheld little inflame things standing there. And I thought, oh, okay. Well, that's an indication that the igniter thing doesn't work. They must light right. it with this. Well, all that time the gas had been going and I wasn't paying attention because I was tired. And so I went to light it after like a minute of the gas running, oh, and it was no. a fireball. Holy crap, was it a fireball. <sighs> my kids saw it. They were scared to death. It burnt all the hair off both my hands. Luckily, it didn't blind me or kill me. It, yeah, no kidding. It besooted the entire wall of this home that I was uh, renting for two nights, which I don't know if I'm going to be paying to repaint that or what. But it was, uh, I will be much more careful going forward, as it had never happened to me. Like I yeah. said, everybody I know has a singeing their hair off story, but I hadn't had one. Well, I'm going to be more careful from here on out. God dang it, that was frightening. I still can get scared thinking about it. Oh, that sound. Oh, my so God. So you are a, a, a stubble-headed man. You don't have hair. Uh, if you had hair, would it have gotten torched off, you think? I don't know. My hands were close. My face was not. Yeah, I might be okay. bald today either way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's Pride Month, brought to you by Bud Light and Target. Um, it's funny how the whole trans thing has become such a part of Pride Month, which kind of fits in with this New York Times article I was going to mention. Um, article out this morning. See the states that have passed laws directed at young trans people. More than 20 Republican-led states have passed bills regulating the lives of transgender children since the start of 2021. And they get into three different categories. It's the restricting gender-affirming medical care for minors. Cruel experiments on confused uh, adolescents, you mean? Uh, Bills banning transgender students using restrooms, if it doesn't match their gender identity, and it shows the states that have done that. There's a handful out there. And they all are red states. And then um, bills banning participating in sports. By gender identity. And the thing the New York Times does that I think they feel like is a real boom, really driving the point home, is they have a pic- they have a map of the United States on the left and a map of the United States on the right. In all three of those instances that I gave you, on the left, wide open country as of January 1st, 2021. Now, where we are today, look at all these evil red states that have passed these laws. On the other topic, no states. Now all these states. The other topic. Sports, mm. no state. 
Yeah, because it wasn't a thing. <laughs> That's how recently ago this all became a thing. There were not. There was no need to have a law saying only biological girls could participate in high school sports. What is your point? You act like that some sort of a rash of craziness. You started the craziness <laughs> first, right? Absolutely. Yeah, there was no need to forbid boys from competing against girls in girls sports. None did. None would. Or to make it against the law to have, you know, your 12-year-old have hormone blockers or whatever. Nobody was doing that as of a couple of years ago. Because it would be seen as insane. And the idea that a, a confused adolescent can't get a tattoo but can get their breasts removed if mom and dad are equally crazy, that's that's obscene. So can you get your daughter, if you have a 16-year-old girl who wants uh, big fake boobs for some reason, uh, can you can you get those done? I think so, yeah, if the not, parent gives permission. Not yeah. that that's the same thing, because it's not altering your body permanently and all those kind of things. I just wondered. Yeah. I don't know these things. That's I suspect it varies state to state, but yeah, I, I think in most states, if, if the parents give permission, but uh, we got this note, which I appreciated, uh, David of Oakland in the State of Insanity uh, Jack and Joe, thanks for pointing out what the media refuses to note. Lumping gays in with the freak show, do your own gender horrors affecting this country. I'm a gay man, uh, but had I a child, I would never subject that child to what goes on in too many classrooms. And I do not consider my orientation in any way in sync with sex change mania. This may bring the majority of Americans to finally take a firm stand against these nightmares. Did you guys know that in the UK, their main sex change clinic was shut down last year? We, we talked about it quite a bit, David. Um, after too much evidence of how destructive it was to young lives, the media obsession in the Bay Area, well, in, in most of the country, honestly, David, uh, with all things aberrational, sickens me. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the things I object to is, you know, quote unquote, Pride Month used to be about, uh, you know, gay people, lesbians have rights and maybe you're in favor of gay marriage, maybe you're not, whatever. But that's what it was about. Now it's about like uh, drag queen story hour and adolescents, confused adolescents getting sex change procedures? No, no, I'm not I'm not celebrating that. My or... gay friends, of course. God bless you. Have have wonderful, happy lives. But no, I'm not down with every aspect of radical gender theory. Or the whole locker room bathroom thing in high oh, schools yeah. is a is a tough one. That should be mentioned way more often that Europe has decided this is a bad idea. That that should be mm-hmm. part of every time this debate happens. Yeah, I agree completely. So a couple of stories just real quickly. There's this sophomore at the University of Cincinnati got a zero on a college project because she used the term biological women. Uh, it was about women in sports, actually. Um, and it's a huge part of her grade. The professor wrote, Olivia, this is a solid proposal. However, the terms biological women are exclusionary and are not allowed in this course as they further reinforce heteronormativity. Please reassess your topic and edit it to focus on women's rights, not just females. And I'll regrade. So women are distinct from females, because, of course, if you're a big, burly, bearded dude and you say, I'm a woman, that makes you a woman in this fantasy land. Moving along, speaking of those cruel red states, Alabama has banned transgender female athletes from women's college sports. That's a hell of a headline. Uh, That's Fox News, by the way. That's how far they've pushed this. Foxnews.com said Alabama bans transgender female athletes from women's college sports. What? 
So you got the one professor using female to mean female, but claiming that's not women because some women are males. And now Fox News is using female in place of woman, which means if you want to be a what? What? Than this. Uh, on, on the athletes thing, I was looking at the bills banning participating in sports by gender identity. That's the New York Times headline. And how there were none a year ago. And now there are all these states. Yeah, well, it wasn't a problem, like we were saying. But anyway, um, there's quite a few states. They're all Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, Idaho, Utah, Arizona, Iowa, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Indiana, Kentucky, West Virginia, South Carolina, Florida, so far. And I have a uh, I'm guessing a few more states will add to that. But is it going to break down completely by red state, blue state? Like it looks like? Within jurisdictions, too, I think. You might have a quote-unquote blue state. Like, you know, uh, Redding, California is not going to be down with the same things that the Bay Area, California. True that. Are down with. So they might have local laws and that sort of thing. Uh, Do you know who Sam Ponder is? She's a woman on ESPN who is now being hounded out of her job by the USA Today, among others. Her great sin coming up after a quick word from our friends at Consumer Cellular. Everybody's looking to save money in these inflationary times. While you're running down the list of expenses and trying to find ways to save money, take a look at what you're spending on your cell phone service. Yeah, this is for real. Consumer Cellular, a wireless service with everything you need, but up to half of your regular wireless bill. Yeah, up to half. How amazing is that? Yep, it's uh, true. They have uh, at Consumer Cellular flexible monthly plans, including unlimited talk and text, starting at 20 bucks a month, no contracts, no overage fees, free activation. You can even keep your phone number. Oh, the fact that you can keep your phone number is a big deal. Pick up your phone right now. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword morning show for $25 off. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto dial text message from Consumer Cellular. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword morning show for $25 off. Make the switch. And, yeah, they got all the the top-of-the-line smartphones from all the manufacturers that you love at Consumer Cellular. Going to save you a bunch of money. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword morning show. So here's this Sam Ponder, ESPN. She's a a Sam, a girl, Sam. Not transgender. Just her parents, probably Samantha. Anyway, she's a girl. (laughs) All right. So uh, she spoke out. In favor of Riley Gaines, she and her colleague, Sage Steele, and Riley Gaines has talked about transgender athletes, uh, Leah Thomas, the swimmer, the big, giant, clearly biological male hulking swimmer who, who you know, whooped up on the girls in the pool. Recently, uh, Ponder spoke out about the issue again after Gaines tweeted the message she received about transgender high school runners participating in the girls' division in California. Quote, I barely said anything publicly about this issue, and I've had so many people message me, stop me in the street to say thank you, and to tell me stories about girls who are afraid to speak up for fear of lost employment or being called hateful. It's not hateful to demand fairness in sports for girls. Well, the USA Today went crazy. And there it is. uh, And lashed out. USA Today's Nancy Armour said, for instance, Armour's on the wrong side of history, reports, I'm sorry, said Ponder is. Around the sports thing? Yeah. Wow, are you serious? Yeah, let's see. So here it is. Uh, Let me change it. Okay, so Nancy Armour of USA Today accused Ponder of plain old bigotry. 
Don't be fooled by the people who screech about fairness to cloak their bigotry towards transgender girls and women. The transgender girls and women who have the audacity to want to play sports in particular. Every time I hear someone say trans women competing in sports isn't fair, I think of these wise words from LeBron James. Uh, It's sports. Nothing is fair. If Sam Ponder was truly concerned about women's sports, she'd had ample opportunity in the last year to call out the inequities that actually do exist. She hasn't. This isn't about fairness. This is about her bigotry. It's sports. Nothing is fair. That's interesting. So should a NBA male player who's down at the end of the bench go dominate the WNBA? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, or something. Uh, I saw Peter Bogosian. He does this series of videos where he goes to college campuses and engages the kids in conversations. He's an excellent teacher. It's very non-threatening. It's not an argument or anything. He just gets their thoughts and opinions and offers other ones and talks. It's it's quite nice. But um, he was talking to this one lad who was obviously well steeped in this gender theory from his professors. And this guy was explaining why, well, you got a guy who's big and strong like LeBron James to cite him again, and then you have somebody who's much less strong, a guy, trying to compete. So that's not really fair, is it? So there are really strong women and not as strong women, and so not a strong guy competing against women is fair. And I was like, oh, for God's sake. You know, good for you. You're listening to your teachers and learning what they're laying out, but... Dude, why are there no female-to-male trans people dominating any male sports? Never have been, never will be. Come on. Hmm. So anyway, this poor Sam Ponder now is getting targeted for just being a bigot for insisting that only women play women's sports. That's the USA Today, which is just completely insufferable at this point. Didn't former tennis great Martina Navratilova come out in uh, against the whole trans women competing thing yeah she's hardcore against it yeah a, a number of women athletes have but you got this pinhead for the usa today saying it's plain old bigotry uh, what color is the sky in your world hmm. where is this going i think it will run up against the wall of well as you often say reality bats last the more people see it, learn it, experience it, see uh, Leah Thomas in person against, obviously, girls and think, oh, wait a minute. This isn't right. I think I think reality will bat last on this stuff. It's, you know what's crazy is, is how fringe critical theory was for decades and decades, um, if you study the history of it. But now, all of a sudden, it's all the rage on the college campuses. And if you don't bow down and say a man is a woman. That, that man is a woman. If you don't say war is peace, you know, uh, slavery is freedom, um, you'll be forced to your knees and, and have your career ruined. And As we were talking about earlier, it's not about the man-woman thing. It's about submission. It's about you submitting to them. And you said er- uh, earlier, with it being the end of the year, a lot of uh, sports, state titles, and all that sort of stuff happening around the country, a lot of former dudes are dominating girls' sports, so... It's growing this year, anyway. Well, and to your previous point, it is um, mostly, I'm clicking around to find it, it's it's almost entirely red states. I'm sorry, blue states where this is happening. But, yeah, male-born athletes are dominating uh, tournaments and sports and championships all over blue state America, and they have a list. 
There's California, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, Vermont, Washington State, everything from skiing to swimming. Uh, there's track. Uh, here's a, a transgender girl, quote unquote, who took second place in state. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, um, it's hot on the campaign trail for 2024, hotter than it's ever been this early. For whatever reason, I don't know if anybody's paying attention or not, but we can check in with a little bit of that. Among other things on the way, stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man, it's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, here, there and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We need to dispense with the culture of losing. Florida shows it can be done. We had red waves in 2022. The rest of the country, not so much. Ron DeSantis on the campaign trail over the weekend. Getting a lot of attention among people who write about that sort of thing. I have no sense of whether any normal human beings are paying any attention whatsoever. Well, I, my sense would be people aren't. Um... I, I I don't I don't understand how I understand there's the uh, the shadow campaign that they call it for donors 
So you got that whole game that's going right. on that's outside the eye of the voter who might not be paying attention, but the donors are trying to decide who to throw money at. You got three more names getting in on uh, the Republican side this week, by the way. Chris Christie officially gets in. Uh, the governor of North Dakota, I haven't bothered to Google because I don't think I need to what his name is. Mm. And then uh, is it Pence officially getting in or what? It doesn't matter. Is Chris Sununu getting in? He says he says he hasn't decided yet. Oh, okay. But that's well, going to bring up. Take a- your time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I do. I, I don't know. But um, a lot of my favorite pundits who follow presidential elections closely and have for years and years say it's as hot as it's ever been this early. It's like a week before Iowa intensity between the DeSantis campaign and the Trump campaign. I don't know if they're accomplishing anything or if it's all just like the most politically interested tenth of one percent of America that's paying any attention to their Twitter battles. I just. I just feel like it's sound and fury signifying nothing. Yeah, I think you're right. I've had a fair number of people bring it up in real life. I'm kind of, you know, it's not like I run a grocery store or something like that. If people want to talk about politics, they know I will generally. Um, but I think there's more more interest than usual um, among normal for the people. But how, what percentage that is? For the uh, day-to-day back and forth among various comments? Oh, no, no, no. The day-to-day stuff, no. You're 100% right on that. Well, and, and it might be 3% of the population that's into this at this point. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Everybody's so fevered about Trump, pro and con. God, I don't know. But you said, I didn't see this. They actually set a date for the Republican uh, first Republican debate. Yeah, it's August like the 25th or something like that, and you have to have uh, 1% in the polls. You have to have 40,000 different donors, and you have to sign a pledge saying you'll support the eventual nominee of the party, which could be a hang-up for Trump because he doesn't like to commit to that sort of thing. What does that mean, support? What's the mm. legal wrangling around that? But anyway, so the first debate is two and a half months away. Well, and what if you don't? Do they hunt you down and execute you or what? <laughs> right. I don't think the Republicans have a jail they can throw you in or something like that. Right. You and sign the paper now. Hold still. On a couple of different things, ex-Twitter leader Jack Dorsey signifies he's endorsing RFK Jr. for president. I haven't actually read the details on this story. I assume that would be around being anti-vax because Dorsey's that weird health nut guy who... Eats like one piece of lettuce a day and hops in the sauna, then the ice bath and whatever, and looks like he's been in Gitmo for 10 years and he's going to die. But he represents the starving vote, Jack. (laughs) House Republican uh, uh, Buck is his name. Ken Buck. He's a member of the conservative House Freedom Caucus. He was one on one of your talk shows yesterday, CNN State of the Union, recommending that Ron DeSantis not try to out Trump Trump with various comments. Okay. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, the Washington Times, with a long article about how Biden's tumble on stage last week might affect Democrats, and they're talking to a couple of different people, like this professor of political science at Oakland University, who said this is going to have a whole bunch of your various Democrats in the on-deck circle preparing to leap into the race at a moment's notice that they have to. I think they were already preparing, but... The list of names that this guy throws out, though, is really, really long. You got the obvious ones, Governor Newsom and Kamala Harris and people like that. But Ro Khanna of California, Pete Edge Edge, 
Raphael Warnock of Georgia, Gretchen Whitmer of of Michigan, Josh Shapiro of Pennsylvania, Roy Cooper of North Carolina. Would all those people jump in all of a sudden if Biden tumbles off the stage and lands on his head? You think it would be like one of those 20 candidate free-for-alls? Well, in spite of me being one of the few people in the media to say he's not running, he won't, he can't, um, it's obvious, and they know it. You've got a very, very wobbly lead dog out there, so they're all positioning to be the new one, Boy, just in be case. Some, if it's some sort of jump ball situation where you got like 25 people all of a sudden jump into a campaign, well, that'll be exciting to watch. In that's fact, one I, word for it. I think that's more likely than not, isn't it? Well, you seem oh, yeah. to think so. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's going to be a, a free-for-all, a madhouse. We do four hours. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who's called Mal Evans, who's our roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.